Hey, this is Benjamin with Top Floor Studios. Today we have Aaron with us, also known as Shirt Sucker. Stick around and you might learn something. Today we have a very special guest. He is a professional artist, he is a musician, and he's an all-around great guy. His name is Aaron, and his Instagram handle is Shirtsucker. Go ahead and say hi. Hello, guys. Oh, and Christian's here, too. Hi. And Alexis. And Alexis. How's it going? It's, it's okay. You don't need one. Yeah, wow. everyone, everyone already knows who you are. You're just great. You're an artist, and you do very abstract art? Is that what you would call your, your art? Yeah, I, I usually put it more along the lines of surreal than abstract, um, because most of the stuff I put has some kind of structure. To me, when I think more of abstract, it's like shapes or smudges. Yeah. Um, but, but surreal is more of like, why is there a hole in this head? Or why is this guy's arms detached, like recognizable object, objects within the artwork? Okay. That's really cool. So... Uh, surreal art. Do you guys ever look in surreal art, or is that is this like no, a this new is style actually of the art? first time I've seen this type, and I'm liking it a lot. I've been going through your Instagram since this morning, and I mean, I just I really love the the Rick one. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> <That's> awesome. <laughs> we'll put a link up yeah, for, for all the go art. Go check that out we'll talk his about. Uh, Instagram. It's at shirt sucker. It's definitely some amazing art. Um, I. Never really was full into it, like said, like, oh, this is an artist that I really enjoy. But Salvador Dali is like an easy one of just saying surrealism uh, when you think about that. But really, Aaron is like the first one around who seemed like just fell in love with that art and like the style that he does with it. That's awesome. Do you have any professional art training or all self-taught? Did you go to school? No school. Um, see, after high school, I was super jacked to go to the Art Institute you know, it was like my number one goal, probably a little optimistic about what that school actually did. Mm. Um, and I remember going with my parents and we talked to the guy. He kind of really discouraged me from what I was interested in, which was like animation and stuff. And I was like, oh, you should take pictures of animals or some, something like that. I was like not even close to being interested in. Uh, but that he said I can make a lot of money. And then we got done talking about pricing um, my parents just were really not into the idea. They were like, the school's way too expensive. Um, and in my young mind at the time, it just totally crushed me. So I was like, mm, I'm not going to go to school. Just started working and just started doing art on my own from there. Was, was it was hard that? to bounce back from that after that being taken away? Um, no, I mean, I, I think I stuck with art. I, I think that obviously there's some skills that I never got a chance to like really acquire until later on. You know, like with graphic design type stuff, there'd be lots of opportunities where people would be like, oh, I love your artwork, but can you design this thing for my company or, or like my album artwork or something like that? And I would just be like, I don't know how to use a computer at all. <laughs> <laughs> I'll draw it if you can do all that stuff. But other than that, I never really was too, especially once you realize how much school costs, you know. So growing up, have you always done this type of like surreal 
uh, artwork? Yeah, I mean it's it's been it's been somewhat of an evolution. I mean, if if, if we have time, I'll yeah, I'll go into like the depths of me getting into artwork. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, we want to hear that. And how stupid and absurd it it it, it started, and then what it <laughs> turned into. Um, but I remember being in like fifth or sixth grade, and uh, there was a kid who could draw like Bugs Bunny without tracing. And I like I was like, damn, that's so sick! Like you can draw Bugs Bunny, that's dope. So yeah. he got like a lot of attention for it. So I would just be like, um, you know, like dang, I want to learn how to draw. Like people think that's cool, obviously. So it started from there, you know. And of course, I would around that time I think Space Jam had just come out. So I would like try to draw like the Space Jam characters, and I remember finally getting to the point where I could just copy um, the character without tracing it. Um, and then it evolved, you know. Fast forward into like middle school, and I'm super angsty. At that time, there was no cool like screamo or emo music. It was just like corn or Limp Biscuit that you could be into if you had teen angst. Oh, so I, I, I went along the corn train. And I was like really like into like doing all this dark, moody art. I think Korn had a album called Issues where they did a contest where you could like design their album cover or something. And I submitted art to that. And I just got really into like this uh, certain type of character design. It was like kind of cartoony, but it was about darker things or whatever. So that kind of sparked that little thing in me. Um, then I get older. I've had some opportunities to be around some really influential graffiti artists. Um, my wife, when we started dating, her mom used to always just take in, like, these kids that needed place to stay. Um, and one of the guys she, she had living with her was this very influential uh, graffiti artist, Ocean. Um, and I just got to know that guy and be around him as a person. Mm -hmm. And he just happened to do this really crazy, awesome, illegal thing also. <laughs> and, and because of knowing him, you know, I would meet other kids, like, at Westview and stuff. And we would be like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm in graffiti. Are you into graffiti? Yeah, I'm in graffiti. Well, who do you know? Well, I know Ocean. And they would be like, oh, my God, you know who Ocean is? And, um, you know, I was able to get in with some cool friends from that. And then it's just like these little steps in life and these little opportunities and things I've gotten to run into that have influenced my art, you know, because of the graffiti stuff. Started getting into punk rock because of punk rock. I started seeing, like, all this weirdo art and, and all those things, like, just kind of came together to formulate uh, and into like the art that I make now, you know what I mean? So it was like First Friday kind of a big thing for you to just go and check out other people's art and how they've done certain things? First Friday was very influential to me. <laughs> um, you know, I, I, think, uh, I think I didn't realize that there was really like um, a market for that kind of art before. And so I, I remember when my wife and I first started dating, we would go to First Friday and we would walk around. And back then it was like more of like just... Um, well, I haven't been actually in a few years, but it was it was like a, a lot of like art on the street. Um, it was more like wild back then. You didn't we didn't register to show art. We would just show up with our art and show it on the side of the street and get to talk to people. Um, and then also when we first got married, we actually lived down on like Third um, Street and you know where the modified arts is seventh. No, Modified is like on 7th Avenue, yeah, and yeah. then like 3rd is, or it's on 7th Street, and then like 3rd is right behind it. It was like right behind the Modified Arts. Okay. There used okay. to be an apartment complex okay. called Holgis. Okay. Um, and, and like art, basically artists would rent that, and they had like a studio on the side, or you could just open up your apartment, and so we had like our own little gallery for a while and stuff. Oh, wow, that's nice. really cool. That's awesome. Yeah. For sure. So how do you modify your inspiration into artwork? 
modify it. So, so how do I take the things that inspire me and incorporate them into the artwork? Yeah, or? I guess because there's people who like go outside and they're like, "Oh, I got inspired by this sunset, and now I drew this, this crazy amazing. thing." And <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, not everyone that look at the countertop and like, "Oh my god, that's beautiful! I got an idea." Yeah, yeah, that's an awesome question. I feel like a lot of my inspiration is like really introspective. Um, a lot of it is like things I see in myself that I don't like. Um, and I try to, you know, I talked about how, uh, with the symbolism, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll make an art and I'll start like, you know, okay, I'll draw this guy and, oh, it'd be kind of cool if there was a hole in his head, like whatever, I'll just try doing that. And it, it turns out looking cool. And then I'll keep incorporating that thing into my art over and over again. And while I'm doing that, I think about, well, what does this mean? Like, what, what could a hole in someone's head mean? You know, if you, if you painted a hole, Christian, in someone's head, it would mean something else to you. You would assign a meaning to it. Why do I always do this? So something that you kept bringing up was symbolism. Mm-hmm. So we have an art gallery here at the, at the loft, and we hang up our art. But we don't ever, like, put descriptions mm-hmm. of our art. We kind of just, like, let it be. And most, most of it isn't really symbol-based, you know. A lot of uh, it's just uh, visual or talent that you take away from it. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's more like uh, just photography of just like really cool or really nice sunsets or just like um, people drawing stuff like Livy does. Yeah. But do you think when you're showing in an art gallery, do you feel like you have to explain your art more? Or do you think that you can kind of just write a description and hope for the best? Um, I, I don't like explaining it unless someone asks. Um, the tendency and the urge for me is to want to explain it and want them to get it but but i really believe it's like people should look at it and take away what they want to take from it if they want to admire it on an aesthetic level where it's like hey this just looks awesome and it's weird and i like it like cool i'm down for that but if they want to reach for meaning i don't want to give them the answer you know what i mean and unless they're really interested and you know i don't mind talking about what things mean to me but i usually try to keep it out like this is what it means to me one of the biggest things that got me into your art um, was you explaining it once mm-hmm. you gave an explanation and had like not only just really good symbolism but like consistent ones where all your art pieces had these staple things like the holes in the head the dead birds the yeah. distorted uh, limbs like and just how it seemed like it was almost like a story and a world that you built just off of a few things yeah well so uh, going off of that like that distortion and stuff what really brought me in was the same uh in those same uh, art uh, pieces, the color of them, they're very vibrant, they're bright. So what made you kind of turn into that, uh, that I'm going to do these dead birds and holes in the head, but I'm going to make them bright green and blue and red? Yeah, there's a lot of influences with that. Um, a big one is uh, there's an artist, and I think he's Hawaiian, his name is Ikendayo, and he, he does art super professional along a similar vein of of the things I like to do kind of like surreal stuff Um, but he uses a lot of vibrant colors and I I remember reading an interview about his and he was talking about uh, the parallel of dealing with dark subjects but using like bright colors that pop it it makes it really interesting it makes it um, in a way almost like uh, dreamy or lucid you know what I mean like these things don't go together but they're working together but outside of that, a lot of it is just the supplies I have available to me. Okay. I recently moved into using watercolor, yeah. and literally I can use a, tr- a drop of green watercolor and paint like three paintings, um, nice. and it spreads out, and it comes out super bright, but it looks awesome, you know right. what I mean? Yeah, that's cool. And do do you 
paint them with a certain color in mind before you uh, have the full drawing or uh, is there a different type of meaning incorporated into those colors? The colors don't really have any like meaning assigned to them other than like that initial thought that right. I had just explained. But, um, you know, I think, I think also too, just like, again, going back to musical influences, like in like punk and hardcore, like there's always this kind of like oddball art. Like people don't wear like baggy clothes. They wear short shorts and like shirts that are kind of like restricting. And it just, it's, it's just like, I try to give like this awkward feel to the clothes I put on my characters. And a lot of that is like, okay, like having them wear like weird clothes, like having really long legs and short shorts and wearing a bright pink shirt. It's just like off in a way, you know okay. what I mean? Or different. Right. So it just kind of plays along with that initial. Yeah, thing. it kind of just goes along with the uh, casual vibe yeah. too, like the colors. Like it doesn't seem like it's like the end of the world. It just seems like this is their everyday life, and it's something normal for them. Yeah, like for sure. It, it for just sure. seems that much more inviting to just come and stare at it. That's kind of what caught my attention when you first had it posted up in mm -hmm. the corner. I walked in and I was like, "What is that?" <laughs> like I just wanted to go and see what it was all about. Oh, for sure, cool. Are your characters connected in any way, or is it like same world but they're all apart? kind of stuff um they're, they're connected in the way that usually i use like the same kind of structure when i'm starting characters but there's no like um you know like if i think about like mike lean like when i see his characters i'm like they live in some kind of a world they're like playing instruments they're in bands together they do whatever you know what i mean but like and I'm assuming, like, I haven't really talked to him about what what world his characters are in or anything, but that's what I see when I look at his art and stuff. But for me, it's just, like, n not really, like... It's just kind of... Yeah, I mean, th there's good. there's a couple of characteristics in characters that, like, I have had people be like, why do you always draw that guy over and over again? And it's like, well, it's not really yeah, the same really guy. The same that's guy. just the way I draw. <laughs> yeah. that's, his, that's his twin. Yeah, for sure. It's like, you drew them three times. They're triplets. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Alternate reality. Alternate like, it's a different guy. Yeah. It's a different guy. So a lot of artists, uh, young or old, or even not specifically in visual art, maybe any other as aspect or field of art, they're going to deal with burnout a lot. How do you deal with it or your experiences from it? Yeah, and, and I think it's something that too that I kind of brought up when we were, did the, the initial interview on stage in front of everyone, but I've experienced all throughout my life getting like pretty far into art and then like pulling back and having to be more reserved with it um, or like not doing it for a while. But actually right now I'm kind of in a, in a thing where it's like I've been trying to make art for the past few weeks and I have just nothing coming to me, nothing I'm interested in doing. Whereas to previous to that, like for the past few months, I've just been pumping it out, hammering them out. Yeah. Like every week doing two or three paintings and stuff. And I've just been on, on that level. But, um, you know, I, I've talked to some friends about this to kind of get their perspective. And it's been, it's been brought to my attention that every artist goes through like these highs and lows where they're super creative and then they just have nothing and it's it's been typical for me to get like really depressed during those times and just be like i, I suck like this is a fluke or whatever but you know i've heard it in writers and musicians it's just this rut that everyone gets in and the advice is to always just step away from it and leave it alone and do something else but you have this urge like if i don't create it's going to get taken away from me or like i'm not going to be able to do it again or I'm going to just start working and then I'll be like, oh, I used to draw. Like, people right. just, you know, but. Oh, I used to draw? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, that's real cool. Yeah. Yeah. But just step away from it is, is, is what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to, like, leave it alone for, like, uh, a few weeks and then kind of come back to it and see. 
right? And what sometimes that's some like when your best work comes out just because you've stepped back from it and you know you can't really just summon uh, inspiration as yeah. uh, your own will, you know, or everybody would be doing it. <laughs> Dragging you into the art venue, though. Right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, and, and I wonder if that's back. like the idea of a muse, you know what I mean? It seems like whenever I would hear that described, like, I, I was going to say in ancient times, but like from a long time ago, whenever they talk about muses, it's like this fleeting thing. It's like something comes and visits them and they're just like really prolific for a while and then it just kind of goes away and they're like oh my muse like i need that thing that inspiration that right. thing that pushes me uh, i think another aspect of burnout too is pro uh in more aspects even other than art just normal everyday thing like even at the loft when we're doing things like sometimes we just feel like all right we're going and going and going you hit a wall of just like progress like nothing's going on into it and it's just uh it's really hard to bounce back from that sometimes yeah for sure life definitely can get in the way I have three kids and work two jobs, so it's like, hmm. And you still make these awesome paintings? Yeah. Where do you get the time? You got to find the time somewhere. So some of it's sacrificial. You just have to be like, you know what? Right. I have to work at 3 o'clock in the morning, but I'm going to stay up until midnight and try to paint something, you know? So uh, we, we do something uh, at the loft. It's the art show, and we it, it is a jury, and you have been a juror. Yep. So uh, what was that like looking at uh, this crazy art? Um, and, and trying to figure out a way to say this is first, this is second, this is third. Yeah. Um, so so with uh, doing the jurying for the art show, there is a young lady who shows here, uh, Livy, who's just her art is amazing. Like, I mean, I didn't even feel right judging her art because it's better than mine, in my opinion. <laughs> you know what I mean, it's like amazing artwork. So my perspective is to not come in and, and just be like, hey, this is this is really amazing significant artwork this is this is number one you know what i mean i wanted to really look at like uh these guys art and think about hey like i didn't know who they were but like thinking about where they were like okay obviously this person's like maybe an amateur artist um or whatever they're still like acquiring the skills and you know i, I like to think of people in in like uh in perspective to where they could go if they keep going, you know what I mean? So Christian, your little sister got number three. It just, because I was looking at her artwork and I was just thinking like, what was she thinking? It, it was clear. Like there was some like clear narrative or idea. And I was hoping she would like tell us, I, I don't know. She might be kind of shy or something. Yeah, that was kind of the thing. Cause she was on stage and she had it, but like, she was like, yeah, she, she's not used to be on stage. <laughs> and that's what a lot of artists, they, they talk yeah. to their work and that's kind of how she is too. And um, yeah. so she was up there and just like, it means whatever you want to be. Yes. Yeah, so so it's, it's really evident to me that she, first of all, does definitely have some skill and talent, but that she had like a narrative. Um, and it was clear to me that, you know, your sister had talent, like for sure. And um, she had a narrative in there somewhere. And I was hoping that she would like share that a little uh, because I didn't want to like just assume something with her, like what it, what it meant to me or like what it could be. Um, so that was like I, I saw I saw basically I was like looking at the potential and where she has to go with art. So I thought that was rad. I was like number three. Um and the other two I picked were, were photographs, which I never thought I would pick photos. Like I'm not a big photo guy. Um but Veronica's art was uh number two and I didn't really like pull any real meaning from her photograph, but like aesthetically it was just really pleasing to me. I don't know why the black and white and the shadow with the hand over the face. I thought it looked rad, so 
Um, I kind of went with that. And then the number one I picked actually had like really significant meaning to me. And I didn't know if I was just like uh, reaching for that meaning, but you know, I was just putting it in the context of our culture and all the stuff that's going on with race. Um, you know, the little kid had was like embracing his dad, but had like a backward shirt on. And I didn't know if that was intentional or not, but like, I was just assigning all this meaning to it. Um, I just, I just thought it was rad. So I was like, yeah, for sure. That's my, that's my number one. But all the art here, I was, it was a hard thing for me to do because all the art was rad and I didn't want it to be a thing of like, I didn't want to have to explain my logic in picking it, but at the same time, I didn't want anyone to feel like their art wasn't, didn't win or whatever. It's like all of this art is freaking amazing. Like, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, Megan afterwards, she actually caught the live, uh, cause we did that session live. So she caught and saw your explanation of it and she absolutely loved it and was like, uh, so happy that you delved into it so much. Um, and she said that it was actually a friend that she knew when she was living somewhere on the East. I forget exactly what state. Um, but it was his, it was, uh, the male in the photo it was his kid and he the kid dressed himself that day so he put his shirt on backwards and she said that she really loved all the things that she didn't even see when she was taking the photos that you went into right so something that we do for our podcast is that we open up our instagram our dms uh and get questions in from the audience or just people passing by who might know your art and they get to just ask questions so we're looking at it right now and christian you got one yeah, so first one would be, um, Aaron, how do you feel like a place like the loft would have affected you if you had something like that when you were younger? Yeah, it would have been uh, very, very influential on me, man. Um, you know, I, I remember when I was first getting excited about art and showing, um, you know, I, I love my dad and he'd always try to encourage me, but whenever I would show him stuff, he'd be like, this is cool, you could do this better, like, or incorporate this, and I always felt like, oh, man, all the critical is like is it's it's good like thanks dad but just want you to tell me it looks good you know what i mean and, and like like i was saying about the loft uh previously you know what i mean i feel like you guys like really have a a culture and environment of like lifting others up and, and trying to put them up and, and give them the encouragement that they need because the talent's going to come they keep doing it the talent's going to come but the confidence is what people need help with on the outside so Okay, well, so we have another question here uh, off our Instagram, and uh, it's asking how do you handle criticism and when it's being, you know, directed at you or if it's directed at your work, how would you growing up and even now? Yeah, well, as far as growing up, you know, like, like I had talked about kind of getting some criticism from my dad, I, I know that it came from a place of love. Um, you know, he wasn't telling me I, I, I suck. Right, he, was he was trying to push yourself. me. And, and um but it's still hard to take when you're young, you know what I mean? When you're young and your dad tells you, when you're trying to show him, like, hey, I'm proud of this, which I probably didn't preface it with. Mm -hmm. This is something that means a lot to me. I want to show you it. I just wanted my dad to be like, this is badass. Right. You know what I mean? And so, um, but but he, he offered the criticism, which I understand he was trying to help. So, dad, if you hear this. I love you. Like, if this isn't saying anything on that. But you know what I mean? I, I had to, like, get to a point where I could recognize it for what it was. He's trying to help me. Um, but it is what it is. Like, that's how he's trying to do it. And you know what? Honestly, I took it as a personal hit. But I always try to make sure that when my kids show me stuff, I tell them that they're awesome because I'm recognizing, like, that's what they're wanting to hear. 
they're proud of what they did already. So our last question is from a parent who wants to be supportive, but they don't know how. So as, as a parent, none of us are parents. So we don't have any way to like teach a kid how, how like, yeah, this is good. Or, you know, the same thing like with your dad, how, how do you build uh, up that confidence at, for like a four or five, six year old versus a 16, 17, 18 year old? Yeah, that's a good question because I'm not at the teenage level yet, but my oldest is six and I just know that anything he does, like, I mean, it's, it's amazing to have a baby that just develops consciousness and starts talking to you and stuff. So I'm already just like amazed at the so fact he's alive. It's just yeah. like blows my mind. It's such a weird trippy thing, but you know, so anything he does artistically, I, I take it as like, um, just almost like as a compliment, like he's making art and he draws weird stuff too. You know what I mean? So he's making art. Um, I just try to respect him for it. You know what I mean? I try to tell him like, that's awesome, man. Uh, you know, I, one like particularly special thing I'll do for him, even though it's not off topic, but it's just, it's just an example of the way that I like try to show my kids that like I value what they do is I save all their drawings in my actual sketch pad. Um, there is a piece on my Instagram too, a, a collab I did with my kid and it's like a character that I drew and he drew a dinosaur first, but then like I drew this character around the dinosaur, the dinosaurs coming out of the guy's head or whatever. And I just told him like, you know, I was just like, dude, this is so awesome. We got to like collaborate on a piece and he has it hanging up above his bed now and stuff. So I just, I just try to encourage him with the things that I thought would be cool. Like, you know, I always thought like, oh, if I'm learning how to play guitar and Jimi Hendrix walks up and like, dude, let's write a song together. I'd be like, oh my gosh, Jimi mm-hmm. Hendrix wants to write a song with me. So like my son, even though I'm like no Jimi Hendrix or, or amazing, like crazy, insane artist guy, he like respects me and loves me as his dad. So if his dad is like, dude, your art's awesome. It's so awesome that I want to make art with you. But like, at that stage in his life, you are Jimi Hendrix. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. You're, you're his dad, and like for us, like it's the same thing where we look up at that stage and we're like, if we were doing something yeah. like that, it'd be so amazing for us. So yeah, that was the one that we collabed on together. And it was, so he drew the, the... He drew the dinosaur, yeah. The dinosaur? Which dinosaur I, can't looks, e- I can't even draw a dinosaur like dude, that. Dude, yeah, it's it looks ridiculous. dope. You know, Wait, it was yeah, in, it was in really pencil, good. and I went and did all the line work on it. But okay. I mean, that's, <laughs> yeah, but even still, yeah. So it's funny how like stylistically it fits so well. Yeah, so, yeah. But even like the base of it, you can still kind of see it. For sure, yeah. Um, it's awesome. I like that. Just that story makes that one of my favorite pieces of years now. It's sweet. <laughs> I, I still have to go with the Rick and Morty just because of the Rick and Morty. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> that's great. So, advice-wise, what would you say to a nervous artist for the first time at the loft? Yeah, just come, show your art, share. This is a this is a place where you're accepted. You know what I mean? People are here to support you and encourage you. So, bring it. So, unfortunately, that's all the time we have for today because this conversation super cool. Glad to sit down and talk to you. Uh, you're on Instagram. Yes, on Instagram at shirt sucker, or you can just search me by typing in shirtsy s h i r t. S-Y. S-Y. All right. That's really cool. Uh, do you have any other projects that are coming up that you want to just throw out there, give a little teaser for? Um, no real projects. If you guys are interested in music stuff, I recorded some stuff a long time ago. Uh, solo. Um, you can look under Bandcamp at Domestic Deep Sea Fish. Um, just a lot of sampler-based, guitar-based stuff on there. Um, and also, 
if you really want to find some stuff, you can look up the Constellation Branch, which is in the, the band I was in for a long time. We always t- think about coming back and doing stuff, and it may happen, may not. I like that. Come to the line. loft. For sure. Come to the loft. Blow the walls off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's going to be a great time. Well, we can't wait to have you back uh, for our musician podcast, and we'll, pro- we'll probably hear you again cool. over here. So uh, thanks for listening, everyone. So long. Bye. Peace. That's all the time we had for today. But if you want to hear the rest of our conversation, go to our website at loftaz.com. You can check us out on Instagram at loft.az. We hope you have a fantastic week and can't wait to see you next time.